Hey everybody, it's Richie, and before we start the show, we of course want to tell you about DraftKings, promo code THPN when you sign up. We are getting towards the end of hockey and basketball as they're wrapping up the regular seasons and getting ready for the postseason. So now is a great time to join in on all the daily fantasy action at DraftKings with millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. When you use that promo code THPN, all you got to do is you're going to pick your lineup, stand at the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Oh, and baseball is underway too. You can take care of all of it at DraftKings and DraftKings.com. Promo code THPN for a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in, Sporty Nation. I am currently watching um, the latter part of the third period of your Arizona Coyotes versus the San Jose Sharks, and it is not going well, I can tell you that much. Um, To very briefly talk about that amongst a bunch of other things going on in the NHL and just kind of in general is my wonderful and amazing co-host who sounded very much like a game show host a minute ago. Richie Suave Flores, how you doing? Oh, I can be a game show host. I'm glad you said that because coming up later on this episode, I have concocted a game show for you to play, Corey. You're going to be the contestant. I want to be the Alex Trebek because God knows I don't want to fucking talk about this hockey game at all. It's a goddamn disaster. So instead of that, I've concocted a game called Name That Coyote. It's kind of like Name That Tune, but Name That Coyote. And you're going to be the contestant, and we'll do that coming up a little bit later in the show. So, and here's the thing. I've just made it up on the fly here, right before the show. I really have no idea what the rules are or what the prizes are going to be or how the game is played, but we're going to do it, and hopefully it's fun to do. I'm just hoping I do well. Like, it's giving me anxiety. It feels like a test I haven't studied for, so I'm just like, please do well, please do well, please do well. I, I, I think you're, you'll do just fine, I think. I've set the game up pretty easily to kind of be somewhat easily, but we'll, we'll find out. So just be ready. Name that coyote. We're going to pick Corey's knowledge of former Arizona Coyotes to the test. So there's your little teaser for coming up later in the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited and scared all at the same time. Should be very a very thrilling experience, honestly. <laughs> I hope so, at least. It'll be a lot more thrilling than yet another dud of a Coyotes game. So Yeah, I think it's us. safe to say that the Coyotes will not be making the playoffs this season as uh, they are now three points down from the Blues and the Blues are also three games behind the Coyotes. This is obviously before this game has ended. I feel like we can see the writing on the wall of how this game is going to end, though. Um, nothing seems to be getting better. I think the Coyotes just got a penalty as well. Oh, look, Oliver Ekman Larson again. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that the Blues are going to solidify themselves in that uh, final playoff spots. And 
I kind of am okay with this because of the fact that they haven't been playing in a way that I would want to watch for a playoff series. So it's probably better for our own sanity that they are not going to be making it. I mean, well, we kind of had a similar discussion last time, which is that we wanted this team to make the playoffs. So even if they would have gotten killed, I would have been perfectly fine. But man, they basically, here's what we're looking at here. The St. Louis Blues gave the Coyotes every opportunity to make this pl- make the playoffs this year, and the Coyotes were like, nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to go 1-10 down the stretch, everybody, and we're going to shit the bed against really bad hockey teams. Makes me angry. I'm just glad the season's over in a way. I would have loved for the team to make the playoffs, but thank fuck the season's over. It was a it was just it was just a shamockery for the last 15 games of the season. So I'm glad it's over and I'm glad we can move on and focus on the Phoenix Suns, who for the love of goodness, congratulations to them. They're the last they're the first actually they're the now I guess the Coyotes did make the playoffs last year, so I can change it a little bit. The uh, they made the playoffs for the first time since 2010. They beat the LA Clippers on Wednesday night, and so for the first time since Steve Nash played on the Suns back in 2010, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton going to the playoffs. So I'm 100% okay talking about the Suns because they're actually really fun to watch. Chris Paul should get some MVP votes this year he was he's been absolutely incredible so the suns are actually making me happy for once you can hear it in my voice it's nice that the team who is the original professional sports team here in the at the phoenix area 1968 they've been around for almost 55 years now for them to get back in the playoffs is super important for this entire sports scene and i'd much rather talk about them than talk about the coyotes (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's never allowed in Arizona for there to be one, more than one good team. There always can only be one good team. Um, we can't have too much of a good thing. I think they, it might be because we haven't had nice things in so long that they don't, they being like the sports gods of some kind, them these mystical creatures that don't exist, but I'm just saying it that way. Um, you know, I think they think we would be overwhelmed if we were to have more than one good team because we're just so used to things being shitty. I, okay. I'm trying to remember the last time that we have had two teams in the playoffs at the same time. And I want to say it was when the Suns. And the Coyotes were both in the playoffs during that 2009-2010 season, I think. Dimebacks also made the playoffs in 2011, and so did the Coyotes. So that era, that era was the last time we had like multiple really good teams here in the state. Yeah, which... So... We have a nice solid decade there where nothing. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. And, hey, Wait, and the, you got to think too, the only ever like full blown trophy that was brought home is now this year going to be 20 years old. Let that sink in. That World Series 
trophy that they won in 2001 will be 20 years old this year. Full-fledged adults can vote, can almost drink. That's how old it's been since in Arizona we've gotten a full-blown championship. (laughs) Yeah, uh, maybe the Suns will change that because the Suns are easily a top three team in the entire NBA this year. And their record against teams who are above 500, they have like a something like a 700 plus win percentage against teams who are better than 500 who are currently in playoff spots. They beat another one of them tonight in the LA Clippers. And um, so maybe the Suns can do it this year. Just maybe. Because I feel like there's some NBA karma that needs to be realigned. Because the last time the Suns were this good was the seven seconds or less era. And every year they got curb stomp or got stopped by something or other whether it was David Stern suspending Amari Stoudemire and Boris Diaw for uh coming off the bench after Steve Nash got hip checked for goodness sake by Robert Ory or Tim Donahue who was since kicked out of the league for being part of a gambling ring essentially and so I feel like at some point the the NBA gods will turn around on the Phoenix Suns Maybe this year, and we'll actually be able to have a championship contender on our hands, whether they are actually playing for a title for the first time in 25 years, or I guess almost 30 years. Jiminy Christmas. It was the NBA Finals almost 30 years ago, and um, and it would be that would be exciting. So who knows? Maybe the maybe the Suns can do it this year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I would actually watch basketball then. You know. I, I would be one of those people that, that always come in during the given I have since they've been doing well, I have been watching more basketball this year and I've been, my knowledge has been growing more and more and more, but uh, yeah, there's very little basketball. Like I've, I've watched in my life. Like I watched Kobe's final game and that type of stuff, like important moments, but uh, I don't really watch a ton of it. I do love those those Valley uniforms. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work. Um, so I, you know, I've been kind of paying attention to the fact that they're good, and I I like the fresh uniforms they have this year. So I have been paying a little bit more attention, but I would actually like, you know, schedule my day out kind of like I do with Coyotes games. Um, to watch those games if they were to to go far. So I really hope so for the sake of my own um, knowledge of basketball. So here's my question, and I tweeted this out earlier after they, they won against the Clippers and clinched their playoff spot. I, I tweeted, I said, who wants to be my son's playoff pal and go to a game with me? So would you like to be my playoff pal, Corey, and go to a Phoenix Suns playoff basketball game with me if somehow we can – finagle our way into tickets because there's, I, think oh, there's only, yeah. I think there's only like 5,000 tickets available so they're probably going to be a pretty tough ticket to get but me you and Scotty we should go although maybe although the last time the three of us went to a playoff game it did not end very well oh are you kidding me if that was the case it, we, it would not be able to just be the three of us you would have Fern, Dom, and Marcus like trailing right behind us <laughs> 
it would be going so fast. They are the three. Like when I watch basketball games, it is usually with Fern and Dom. Fern, Dom, and Scotty are usually like the people that I'm watching with, which is great because they're wealth of knowledge. And like I am not your typical girl. I don't just sit and watch. Like I ask detailed questions. Like they get annoyed because of the fact that I want to know shit. So um, they they would definitely be following behind if that was the case let's make it happen get on those tickets whenever they get released keep an eye out the sporty nation comes come say hi at a sun's playoff basketball game down the road now likely Corey, they will be like a one or two seed in the western conference so they are likely going to be in a favorable matchup in that in the first round and they would have home court advantage so they'd be playing teams that they should easily beat unlike when the that we Diamondbacks play the Dodgers back in 2017. They the Diamondbacks were the underdog in that series to begin with, so we probably really shouldn't have expected much then. But anyway, I think we should move on to some hockey talk here. Thank you for indulging me and in talking Suns for the last few minutes because it generally does make me quite happy that they're back in the playoffs. But to some really quickly, yeah. I always I always pose this question: Could you see in any other sport outside of basketball? Them playing music throughout the entire game. Huh. Uh, yes, they do in soccer, kind of. But that's done with the supporter section. And so it's not like music that's pumped in. They're playing drums the entire 90 minutes. I was going to say, I, yes, that's, that is true. I have been around for a few soccer games, and, and that is pretty cool. That's uh, one of the... Uh, cooler things i've seen i worked a soccer game at chase field and they had a big section because it was in a baseball stadium so they had a big section with the whole band and everything that that is true i didn't even think about that that's pretty cool yeah so uh yeah let's move on to some nhl talk here the big news that came out this week that we didn't get a chance to talk to talk to you about on monday because it dropped about monday morning is that in addition to espn we are going to see a new home for the NHL starting next season. Goodbye, NBC Sports. It was nice to know you while you, you've been around for the last 15 years. But in a little bit of a shocking move, I'd say, we are going to be able to watch games on TNT and TBS starting next year. And I am very interested in this. Because Turner does a terrific job with pretty much all of their sports coverage. And and that includes mostly the NBA, obviously. But they do a great job with, um, they do some golf stuff. They do did a lot of the NCAA tournament on, on a lot of their networks. And, uh, and they do other properties as well. So I'm interested to see this happen. Um, I'm excited to get a fresh new look and and some hopefully some new faces and 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 a new look to a studio show um, because NBC for me was just too stale. It was just that's the best way to describe it. So I'm hoping ESPN in turn to bring in some new faces and and a different life to the party. But what I'm hoping for, and Corey, I will let you get to like all the nitty gritty details and facts about this in just a second that we you have compiled for us, but. I'm excited because hopefully we're going to get to see more Charles Barkley as part of the Turner sports coverage of the NHL. And oh that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
I've seen enough of Charles Barkley. Where I work, he used to be a member, and he used to work out there all the time. I have seen enough of Charles Barkley. I mean, I've seen him literally drenched in sweat trying to uh, stay up on a cycle bike. I don't know if I need more Charles Barkley. Barkley. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, I. That's that's so funny. I did. It was funny. I did hear um, some people talking about the fact that they hope that this gives more personality because it won't be as. Uh, they hope at least it won't be as buttoned up as NBC sports in the fact that, you know, uh, it is really entertaining. I have watched um, Shaq and Barkley go back and forth about stuff all the time where they're just kind of off the cuff, like really kind of bickering with each other and, and having more fun with it, which would be nice to see because I feel like that's kind of more where the era is going when it comes to basically about everything with the era of social media. We definitely don't have people anymore just you know uh it's you have so many different views and so many different ways of looking at things that it it's gotten a lot more personable than it was back in say you know the days of television in the Cronkite eras where you were just now getting the 24-hour news cycle and everything was very structured and professional we're finally getting into a a place that's a lot more laid back and uh we you know, Richie and I say that as, as journalism nerds coming out of journalism school. So um, it's really evolved as we've gone. And I feel like this is kind of hockey's opportunity to be a little less buttoned up as well. Um, it'll be interesting since it is an older sport in the fact that it's very old fashioned that way. It, how if they will decide to take it that way or if they will try to um, kind of keep it in their old realm. So uh, do you have the, the Instagram post pulled up so you can let the people know what they can expect in terms of the Turner yes, Sports absolutely. coverage? So the NHL has announced a seven-year deal. It is the secondary U.S. media rights package, which includes – three Stanley Cup finals, and seven winter classics on TBS and TNT. The deal includes digital streaming rights for Turner Platforms, Bleacher Report, and HBO Max. As part of the digital streaming rights with ESPN, the league's NHL.TV platform will essentially be replaced by ESPN+. The NHL will now make an estimated $645 million per season on their U.S. TV deals with ESPN and Turner compared to their 3 million from NBC and Disney, AKA ESPN plus ESPN is owned by Disney. This follows the additional 350 million or so the league already receives from its Canadian deal with Rogers. So I would have to say one of the biggest things that comes out of all this is the fact that the NHL is making 645 million and that's nice because this, uh, you know, the NHL can use all the money it can get. So for ESPN, they're going to get the Stanley Cup Finals in 2022, 2024, 2026, and 2028 on ABC, one conference final series, and half of the first two playoff rounds per year, 25 regular season games per year, 
on ABC slash ESPN, 75 national games per season exclusively on Hulu slash ESPN plus with 1,100 and more out of market games per season on ESPN rights to all NHL all-star weekend and special events. And then the Turner side will get um, Turner side is TNT side. We'll get um, Stanley cup finals in 2023, 2025 and 2027 on TBS slash TNT one conference final series and a half of the first two playoff rounds per year, 72 regular season games per year on TBS slash TNT digital rights for bleacher report and streaming slash simul simul cast Jesus on um, HBO mass max and all winter classics from 2022 to 2028 on um, TBS slash TNT. Woo. So much information. Hope that was enough for y'all. And you know, as everything's been dropping, you literally on HBO Max will have the latest and greatest movies and uh, everything hockey, apparently. HBO Max has taken over everything. I am very curious to know what kind of content we're going to see on through HBO. I hope it's like more uncensored 24-7 type stuff, which would be really cool. So going back to Shaq, I have some incredible piece of audio, which I don't know if you saw, but the... Day this was announced, they did a little quiz on the NBA on TNT with Shaq, and Shaq had to try and guess the names of three NHL teams. So here's the audio oh, from. No. Please tell me it did not turn out the same way that, uh, oh my gosh, Stephen A was when it was initially announced about ESPN. No, this is this is hilarious. Just as hilarious. Shaq, how was your NHL knowledge? I don't have any. Can you name? Three NHL teams. New Jersey Devils. California Kings. <laughs> LA Kings. Okay. Thank you. Don't, don't play. You can't get the whole state. LA Kings and the... Chicago. Bru not Bruins. Blackhawks. Nice. Very proud Wait, of Shaq. <laughs> That's pretty good, but I mean, like, Shaq, like, lived here for a while, and he didn't get the Arizona Coyotes. I know, I yeah, and you know who's a big fan of the Coyotes? Charles Barkley, right? You see him at games from time, Coyotes games from time to time prior to the pandemic. So yeah, and I'm like, and I'm not kidding. Like in the same place that I work, Shaq used to like also work out there, and the two of them used to like be there together. So how how is he not know the Arizona Coyotes? I don't know. Maybe they just sprung it on him, and like he, Shaq doesn't have a quick working brain, so he just kind of froze, like any broadcaster can do from time to time. That is true. That's, I will give him the benefit of the doubt in that fact that like, that is when you're put on the spot like that, it's very hard to come up with stuff. I do like that. He pulled out the Bruins though. Like he actually like knew that, it, that the Bruins were a team. Mm -hmm. he, he associated them with Chicago instead of Boston, but at, at least he knew they were a team. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. So congratulations, Shaq. Congratulations to, to Turner. The one other thing about that little segment that they did there is that they used a graphic for it, and the two players they used 
on this particular graphic for TNT is they used Alex Ovechkin, which makes a ton of sense. And the other player they used in the graphic is a guy who I don't even know is in the NHL anymore, who was the former captain of the Edmonton Oilers, Andrew Ference. They picked him on the graphic over Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby. Also, I was going to say, picking, like, if you're going to do, like, an Ovechkin, Crosby, if you're going to do stereotypical what I would have thought, you know, someone outside of the NHL would have chosen. That would have been your typical, I wouldn't have been surprised, you know, whatever. But like it, that they've been getting completely roasted on the internet for that today. And I was just laughing at it. You have to think that there's at least one person in that, like in that office that actually watches and follows hockey. There can't be everyone doesn't follow hockey. I just, I can't believe that. (laughs) Well, they better learn quick. I'm sure they will. I have all the faith in the world that they're going to do a great job and they're going to be able to put together some really cool talent, which I hope includes, and this will be my, my last thing on this before we move on to your sporty question from today, Corey. I really hope that we get maybe one, maybe my favorite play-by-play broadcaster in the entire world calling NHL games on Turner, and that's Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan is is hilarious. He's great. He's great on the NBA. He is also great. Uh, he does a lot of games for Westwood One on the NFL, too. Um, and you've heard a lot of his calls go viral over the years um, for different things. But, man, oh, man, would he be great at calling hockey. And I hope we get him doing games at, kind of during a, and around the same time he's doing uh, NBA stuff. Like, have him do hockey, too, because that's – I would be super excited for that. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if they start acquiring a lot of people that are um, really known around hockey. Like, these are people – that you would expect in the hockey world, or if they're going to make a mix of it where they're going to do known hockey people and then do a mix of like some top talent that's not in the hockey world, or if they're just going to do people that aren't from the hockey world, just because that's what they're familiar with, with their own, with their own people should be really interesting how they handle all of that in the front office, to be honest with you, because that's going to be really it, what makes this good or what makes this bad is according to what talent they choose. Yeah. And I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of the NBC faces resurface over whether it be on ESPN or Turner, one of the two. So anyway, yeah, that'd be the simplest thing. It would be the easiest for, just, for them to just do. give us less Pierre Maguire. We'll be, much better off without him. It's so funny. The people that are there are the Pierre Maguire stands and the Pierre Maguire haters. There's a, I feel like there's no middle. You either have one or the other. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like most NHL fans do not like him because they just find him annoying. <laughs> like that's me. Like he's not necessarily bad at his job. He's just really annoying. He's extremely knowledgeable though. I yeah, will give absolutely. him that. Yeah. The man is like a hockey encyclopedia. What he knows about your life and knows about your hockey career all the way down to when you were literally like a like a mite 
is insane. Like the man can recite the craziest amount of details when it comes to people's um, lives in the hockey sphere. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little rough. All right. Hit us with tonight's sporty question. All right. So little background on sporty question night. I was at work. It's kind of pissed off at the attitudes of some people um, today. And it kind of, and there was something I texted you. I won't say it on the podcast, but I texted you. This is what I would like to respond to this. I can't respond to it that way. The person, the person was no longer an employee, but they, they still had a little tidbit they wanted to put in there. And, um, and I was like, I wish it was professional to say this. And it made me think, what is everyone's favorite response to give to people who are rude um, when you're at work or some other situation where you have to stay professional? Because everyone has that like passive aggressive phrase that comes out. I had quote tweeted and said, I don't normally respond to um, the, the sporty questions because I usually try and save them for the podcast, but I had quote tweeted with something that isn't really um, something that I like say voluntarily. It's something that I say accidentally from when I was um, a lot younger and was working for Victoria's Secret a bunch of the girls that I worked with, whenever there was an employee or a customer that was being a complete asshole, she they would always say, oh, sweetie, or oh, honey, before they, um, before they said whatever it was. It was basically like, bitch, please, this is why you're a dumbass. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it was turning into because you would say like, oh, honey you can't return that or something like that. You know, it was definitely uh, not supposed to be in a nice way. It kind of um, reminds me of like uh, Southern people, how they say bless your heart, but they really don't mean bless your heart. They mean go fuck yourself. Um, So that was my kind of little like two cents. Normally when I'm at work, if I'm in person, I just am really sarcastic. I'm like, Oh Yeah such a great idea then i'll like walk away and so sometimes i'm a little bit more direct depending on the person and then but so i don't necessarily have anything i say other than oh sweetie oh honey um but uh there is some people that have like direct things that they say and we got some pretty good responses but i just wanted to let you say if you had one before we start reading off some of the responses. Okay, so I feel like you know me pretty well. Better than a lot of people do. And uh, I, f- yes. I feel like you would know that in these types of situations, I'm very non-confrontational. Oh, absolutely. I get along with everybody. So it's really hard to take me off. So I don't really have a... I don't really have a good story here. Usually I have some sort of good story, but I really don't. Like if I, unless I'm dealing with a, like, even if I'm dealing with dopey people at Sprouts and my time in Sprouts over the last few months, I'm just like, there's very few people that, that 
get on my nerves. And my my normal reaction to them, if they're being told dipshits, is just... And it's great because people can't see it because I'm wearing a mask now. I'll just give this, like, smirk of just, like, I want to say something right now, but I'm not going to say it. And, like, and it's mostly, like, anytime people aren't wearing a mask, I have to try and get them to put their mask on. And I just have this massive-ass smirk underneath my face, like... I don't really like you right now, but I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. So that's, that's my best, my best one. Yeah. I mean, most of the time that is part of the, that's part of the way our friendship works. Um, most of the time you don't say it, I end up saying it. I'm like, I am one of those people that I am nice to everyone. I'm usually very friendly I can come off a little sarcastic sometimes, but most of the time I'm actually um, very nice. But if you piss me off, I I will lose my shit. I'm that type of person. I also get very like protective. So like um, there, there was a person that was never very nice to Richie and I, I'm one of those that I will slowly, sarcastically tear you apart until you get the point that you're being an asshole and you need to stop being an asshole. But I make you realize it yourself. And I have, I have done that when it comes to people being a dick to Richie because Richie doesn't particularly have that, uh, that killer instinct. I don't. Yeah, you're like you're like my you're like my bulldog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I like. That's basically it. I kind of I kind of bulldog the situation. Like I'm a little guard dog that way. Because there was there's a I remember my teacher telling me a story in high school that I still remember, which is and we were learning about evolution at the time in Charles Darwin, and Charles Darwin for the most part was like he let his work do the talking right and so he had a guy who was a colleague of his and his name was thomas huxley and he is known his nickname was darwin's bulldog for his advocacy of charles darwin's theory of evolution and this guy was like hardcore Right, he'd go after everybody who was like trying to say that Darwin's theory theory of evolution was crap, and so that's kind of like, you are my Thomas Huxley, you you are Richie's bulldog in that situation. How sweet! What a sweet thing to say. <laughs> and that, See, ladies and gentlemen, is the first and only mention of Thomas Huxley in the history of the Hockey Podcast Network. That. I can guarantee you. I I'm gonna laugh so hard if someone randomly brought up Huxley. Like the that would be the randomest thing anyone could have ever brought up. And if they did, it would probably make me so happy because of how odd that would be. The chances are like a million to one. Right. <laughs> so Oh but so for the responses that we got this one uh this one i i actually thoroughly enjoyed when i read it like i laughed out loud um from the girl next door at 
siren underscore. Um, I am unsure where you became confused, but let me clear this up for you. <laughs> That's a good one. That's just such a complete, like, underhanded, like, how fucking dumb are you? Ugh. Just absolutely priceless. It's It was very, like, very condescending, very just underhanded. The one, the other one that, um, that we got, um, is from Daniel Danny Dimes Kotnik at DK all the way. And, um, he said, as stated in my previous email, I feel like this one's very common. That one's like the natural thing that everyone's just like, ah, yes, I'm going to just say, as previously stated in my email, which is basically everyone saying, can't you fucking read? I've already told you this. And then, of course, Catherine Silverman, our, our wonderful friend here, um, she said, this question has a lot of layers, but ultimately, as soon as I say, I hear what you're saying to someone at work, I hope they hear the unspoken, but I wish I couldn't hear you at all. This is the thing that scares me the most about Kat. Kat is very subtle about like what she says. when What she says isn't scary. It's her tone of voice she says it in. That sounds like I'm going to murder you. I agree. It's like, it's not what she says. It's how she says it. So as I'm reading that, it sounds very like, okay, right? It doesn't seem like that very aggressive. Oh, if you were to see her facial expression and the tone of voice she put it in, you better run. Run, bitch, run. <laughs> but so, yeah, so that uh, that was some of our, our top responses we got in for it. That was that was pretty good. Oh, wait, wait. Can't forget this one because I literally read this as the way he would say it. Um, Bayou Benders... Oh, Lawd, with L-A-W-D, not today. <laughs> I could see him saying that. Mm -hmm. And it almost comes off as polite in the same way that it's insulting you. And I would thoroughly enjoy that. I, I wish I had benders here every day of my life to say that when, when I enter most things at work. Especially in that, that southern accent that you talked about, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what he he just kills it that way. Um, oh, I there's uh, I guess there was more than I thought. Uh, Stadium scene TV said, "Well, the jerk store called and they're running out of you." Um, George Duff said, "My my comeback, you're right, you're too smart for me." And someone just used the Shurjan from Brady Bunch. <laughs> A lot of good responses this week, so. Thank you for replying, Sporty Nation, at Corey underscore Richie Show on Twitter. You can still go and let us know your thoughts on the Sporty question for today's episode. So we have one last thing to do, Corey, before we get out of here. We're running tight on time, so I originally had three players planned for this particular segment, but I think we're just going to do one. So I'm going to bring up some, some music here. 
So that way we can set the mood. There's some game Richie, show music. One one day with a lady, you've got to be like, and bring up some music here to set the mood, and you got to play this music. <laughs> I just I just want to see your face. <laughs> I think I broke Ricky. I think I broke Richie as I'm choking on a take five barb. I'm glad there's we're not doing this on a video stream. <laughs> Cause uh I feel like my face is probably really red right now. <laughs> it probably is. It's oh, too funny. But we digress. So the name of the show is called Name That Coyote. Here's how we're going to play it. It's going to be like a... I'm trying to figure out the correct game to uh, equate it to. Kind of like 21 questions, I guess. But I'm going to give you three questions that you can ask about this player. You can ask anything about this player you just can't ask for their name so you have to come up with the right questions to ask okay you get three also, questions to do it you also can't allow me to ask their number because that would also defeat the purpose sure I'm, if, okay you just made it harder on yourself so congratulations Oh, well, fine. If that's going to be allowed, I just was trying to help you. Well, no, not anymore. No, no, no. See, I didn't set that. You made that rule yourself. So now you can't ask. <laughs> you can't uh, ask for their number. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do this. First question is going to be how many goals have they scored this year? Zero. Zero. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Couldn't have chosen one of the gold scorers. No, the, this is a former Coyote. So not on the current team, because that would be way too easy. Oh, former Coyote. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, one question down. I, See? One question down. I haven't been listening. Ah. Uh, okay. Former Coyote. Did they ever hold any captaincy? No. You have one question left. Uh, yeah, which I screwed myself on the first one. See, I that's why I took away the number part, because I thought it was a current coyote. I didn't hear that part. Okay? There's one question you should probably ask here. Because I'd make it a lot easier. Okay. Can't ask their name. Can't ask their number. Um, I, I want to ask either what, what year were they on the Coyotes? What? What? Okay. What? What years? What years? Like from when to when did they play for the Coyotes? From two thousand and eight until 2011 
2008 till 2011. And then, where are my other clues? Um, what were my other, what were my other answers? Jesus. Okay, so no goals, obviously. And then, they, they didn't hold the captaincy. They did not wear a letter. Oh, my gosh. And then they were gone in 2011? Mm-hmm. Who left 2011? Oh, God, this is... This is awful. See, this is, a, this is tougher than you thought. Oh my god. And I made is... I made a player who is fairly well known too. I'm across the NHL. Across the NHL. I'm trying to No, he was there for longer than 2011. God, this is this is rough, especially because I screwed my first question. What if I give you a bonus question? Give me a bonus question? Okay. Then... I want... I've, I've still screwed myself for the number. I can't ask for the number. Cannot ask for the number. Okay. So do I want to ask... Were they a forward or a defenseman? Neither. Okay, this helps me a bunch. This is why you said you need to ask that. Okay. okay. Wait a second. Was was 2011 last year Mike Smith was here? 2011 was Mike Smith's first season. First season. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, that can't be right because I was he was still here when I was working for the team. So I would have to say it's La Barbara. Incorrect. Damn. The correct answer I'm looking for is Ilya Brzgalov. What? Uh huh. No, it's not. Not expecting this. This is this game is was much harder than I believed it to be. There you go. That's the that's uh, that's the first ever edition of Name That Coyote. Now. I think it would be fun if you tried to do this for me next week. So I've learned now what not to ask. And then you can, I can try and take part in the quiz for Monday's show. How about that? You can pick any coyote you want, and I get three questions to try and figure out who they are. Oh, you know what I screwed myself on? Mm. I, I didn't look to see which roster i had i had the roster of the 2011 2012 coyotes not the roster 
of uh, the 2010-2011. Yep. Oh, I fucked myself on that. Yep, there's your problem. There's your problem. Thank you for playing the first ever edition of Name That Coyote. Damn you. Um, I have your I have your prize here, Corey. This is your prize for playing. I get no prize. Damn it! I knew it. I I put it down to have to be a goaltender, and then I was looking at it, and I was just like, the only person that's really known throughout the league is Mike Smith. And then I was just thinking, I'm like, wait a second, that wasn't Mike Smith's last year. This doesn't make any sense. It's because I didn't have the right freaking roster. I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate this for the next, like, week. <laughs> you guys will be hearing this for God knows how long. So the other two players the other two players I had at the ready on this particular version, but we don't have time for, are Redeem Verbata and Kyle Turris were the other two players. Okay, I'm not kidding you. My Right off the top of my head, there was two players I thought you were going to throw at me, and Redeem Verbata was one of them, <laughs> and Martin Hansel was the other one. Oh, okay. So that's where my brain was going initially, was I was like, I think it either has to be Redeem Verbata or Martin Hansel. And so that's where my, my brain was trying to remove people from there. Oh, and that's why you asked about uh, the captaincy and the and whatnot, because both of them both wore A's at points in their career. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So right. I had a, I had a strategic plan. I just pulled up the wrong roster. You just did not I execute it correctly. correctly. So you basically you were like just exactly like the Coyotes, like you had a great plan, but you just didn't execute. <laughs> Damn right, it's rubbing off. All right. Do you have any last words before we say goodbye? No, I'm just gonna sit in my misery over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Corey underscore Richie show. Follow the Instagram at Corey Richie show. Follow the network at hockey pod net. Follow Corey at Corey Nicole with two E's. Follow me at our Flores 91. Enjoy the NFL draft today. Sporty nation. If you're listening to us on Thursday should be an exciting adventure starting with who is going to be selected by the 49ers at number three overall. My LA Rams do not have a pick in the first round because they never do. But with that said, good night, good hockey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>